Oh, just before we go into this, are you up to date on WandaVision, Jacob? Nope. I can't, I can't make this joke then. Okay. We shouldn't be talking about plot anyway. That's for spoiler cast. Well, no, no, I was just, I was, it was the way I was going to intro this. It was going to be a, a WandaVision reference. Well, you can't spoil WandaVision for people who are watching. Well, I was going to, do, don't you trust me? No. Not really. Welcome to the Black Wolves Podcast. All right. I'm your host, Jacob Wade. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm Logan I'm Riley Bruner. And I'm I'm the one left behind in the dust, Jeremy Van Suarez. Let's get this started. Uh, Logan, any housekeeping things that we need to uh, tidy up? Uh, yeah, we're going to just uh, tidy a couple things up. Um... <laughs> no, we're not. There's nothing new. Uh, we had a we had a poll last week on our Instagram about acoustic covers. We got a lot of great responses for that. We have some more ideas. There's a couple in the works currently, so we're very excited about that. Uh, might see some new appearances from Jacob. Might see some new appearances from me. Might see some new appearances from Jeremy. Might even see some new appearances from collective members that you haven't seen in a little while. Mm. So uh, we're very excited about those. Uh, we got a new interview coming up tomorrow, which we're very excited about. Uh, I cannot wait to share that one. So keep an eye on our YouTube and our Instagram for that. Um, and no other big news, because uh, we're still working on things. Uh, yeah. Jeremy and I, in particular, are editing one project today. Jacob is editing another one uh, that we are still not allowed to talk about. So uh, information on those will be coming very, very soon. We're very excited about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's housekeeping um yeah no big news that seems like a common thread this week yeah, it's been uh, a quiet week. yeah it's it's been a quiet week on on all fronts really maybe maybe it's the calm before the storm who knows who knows what 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 magical forms of entertainment will come out of this silence um i i really i really feel like our biggest news this past week have been two new trailers uh, we finally got to see the trailer for Mortal Kombat, which Jacob just watched before the podcast. Jacob, fresh off, fresh off the the trailer, reactions. Opinions. I mean, it looks crazy. It looks like you're watching the game play out in a movie. I'm it. I was like concerned going into it that like they were going to make another movie out of a game, and that like it would be like we were just talking about this last week. Talking about this, yeah, I was worried because of our. Uh, previous conversation but I, w I was worried like how are they gonna make plot around these battles you know like how are they gonna bring depth to these characters and they're really I mean just from the trailer alone it I'm sold and I'm excited for it to come to theaters and HBO Max um, you will catch me watching this one um, the the fight choreo looks insane the the visual effects mixed with practical effects look great it's always the way to go always the way to go a nice hybrid um which i was actually just talking to jeremy about regarding the harry potter series yeah um but yeah i mean i'm 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 impressed and i'm looking forward to mortal Kombat. it looks insane intense and i'm just gonna say one moment that sh that stood out to me in the trailer that slash into the 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 the, the blood spurting out and then freezing and then using it as a dagger come on okay see it's like that that's what i want for my mortal Kombat movie i don't need like award-winning actors or like the most engaging plot like if you're gonna give me a mortal Kombat movie you better give me like the gore the violence and the silliness that kind of goes along with it i feel like mortal Kombat always 
always, you know, goes to find that balance between like over the top violence and just plain silly. And mm-hmm. like, this seems to be maybe like, like scratching that itch. I'm excited for it. I'm going to have a fun time with it. It's marrying those two and making them epic. Like just epic is the word that I would use to describe any of these fights that have been teased in this trailer. Logan, what are your thoughts? Uh, I also just watched it right before the podcast because I hadn't seen it either. Um, I have reservations still because the original Mortal Kombat movie was um, something. Um, this isn't connected at all. I, no, I know. I know. It's just, it's that it's that old burn. It's that old, like, we've done this before. Are we going to miss again? Or is this going to be better? The trailer gave me a lot of faith. I, I feel like it might be good. Um, but it's definitely, it's something that uh, I am now, I am now slightly optimistic about how the movie will turn out and i will definitely watch it um we'll see if it lives up to the trailer or if those are just like the best moments in the whole movie um but uh no i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure there's gonna be more good moments they haven't they they didn't really show any fatalities yet um and i feel like those will really be like the highlight moments of the movie those fatalities just like it is in the games yeah i heard i heard the phrase finish him in this trailer and then I saw a couple, a couple finishers. Yeah, yeah they, they gave us, they gave us a few brief a glimpses. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, and I mean, it's like, that's, that's kind of the, the cool thing about, you know, that's the upside of the age that we live in now that it's like, we don't really have any excuse not to see these movies, you know, before in, in an alternate universe, this trailer reaction might've been, eh, the movie looks cool, but I think I'll wait for it uh, to come on Blu-ray streaming services on demand. Uh, now it's just kind of like, I can just summon it in front of me. And just be enjoying it, broad daylight. There's know? definitely part of me that's gonna miss seeing it in the theater. Like I think oh, being yeah. able to see that action on a big screen would be really cool. Um, but I am excited to just be able to turn it on HBO Max and be like, Mortal Kombat Night, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, on the on the other side of the streaming coin, we also have Disney's Cruella. You mean Joker too? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I I got I got some Joker vibes. I did Hardcore. get some Joker vibes, and I didn't Hardcore. expect. I didn't expect to get Joker vibes. I saw. I saw someone on Twitter talk about early reactions to the movie, and they described it as kind of this like, like another take on this like French political thriller, and that like really interests me because that's not really the vibes I got from the trailer. How are yeah. they? How are they gonna make us empathize with Cruella Deville? I yeah. don't think we will logan keep going keep going yeah i feel like they're gonna try to my biggest concern is like i definitely want to see it i think emma emma stone looks great um it looks like a really cool interesting movie my biggest concern is we're gonna get an entire movie that's about like her being kind of an anti-hero like we should root for her and everyone is kind of going to step away and be like but she wanted to turn puppies into a coat. Like, that's her original plot. And if you want to write an anti-hero movie that's, like, set kind of in that kind of universe, you don't necessarily have to use Cruella DeVille as your character. You could just, I don't know, write an original IP. If it ends up connecting to the world of 101 Dalmatians, then that'll be one thing. If it makes us understand why she became that character, then sure, but I don't know what they can do to justify I want to turn puppies into a coat. The justification might be that it's like Cruella DeVille in 101 Dalmatians wants to turn puppies into a coat, but maybe like this version of Cruella doesn't have that 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 desire yet. I don't oh, totally. know. I, 
uh, it feels like they're setting it up so that it's like, see the backstory of Cruella DeVille. Like what bad shit did she do in her past to get to where she is now? First of all, in the beginning of 101 Dalmatians, Cruella is like called up by the owners of the Dalmatians to like come over. Like she's invited. So how are they going to justify Cruella being in a position to be invited somewhere by like an unassuming couple, first of all? Two, this one looks like a heist movie mixed with like all sorts of like there's arson, there's there's robbery it there. looks really dark for a disney movie it does i was really surprised by that. that and i think that's the most interesting thing of like comparing this to joker like i if if you gave me a 2021 disney bingo card and you said like j- like recontextualizing joker i wouldn't have like pegged that she's also sure. kind of like a harley quinn character too though without like i mean she doesn't have that like that partner in crime really she's got her two like henchmen oh yeah boyos who like <laughs> follow her every her, her her lackeys but yeah uh logan what were you gonna say i think the difficulty with corella in particular is something that's pointed out in one of my favorite uh non-broadway musicals twisted uh which is done by star kid um where they have like an entire number about the disney villains and like what their motivations are and you can kind of see from all the characters like if you take away some of the more disneyized like were villains sense like jafar just wanted his kingdom to be in good shape the disney does some things with that story that make jafar really creepy uh but if you take some of those aspects out of the character you can kind of see like oh, okay, I can understand what he's doing. Ursula wants a feminist voice in a very patriarchal world. She does some terrible things, but that's ultimately the motivation. Scar wants his kingdom to be better. He murders somebody, but ultimately that's his motivation. Cruella wants a coat of puppies. You can't justify that. Like, you can't turn around. That is her sole motivation. It's not like, I want power, and so I will make a coat of puppies. Her sole motivation for the whole movie is... I want a coat made of puppies. I have no idea how you can look at that and be like, you know what? Maybe we can make audiences empathize with her. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like even Joker, it was like, yeah, Joker's a horrible character, but in the comics, at least, Joker had been given one of, I think the greatest speeches of all time, which is all of us are one bad day away from turning evil. Everyone is just one bad day away from becoming a monster. And I think Joker shows that in a really good way. I'm not the biggest fan of Joker as a movie, but I think it does a really good job of showing, like, you're just one bad day from snapping. You're one bad day from becoming the Joker. And I, like, sure, Cruella could show us that, but if your one bad day turns you into a woman who wants to make a coat out of puppies, then, like, you were kind of already horrible to begin with. It's also like Joker, Joker in in the most recent movie is also kind of like a victim of society as well. Right. And in this trailer, like, Cruella's kind of already, like, on top. She's, like, showing up to parties. She's looking like like Katniss Everdeen with her dress catching on fire and revealing, like, a better dress underneath. She does kind of feel like an outsider, but at least in Cruella, in 101 Dalmatians, Cruella is not an outsider. She's not a, like, a victim of society. She has money, privilege, and power 
and she uses them to her advantage. It's not like Cruella in 101 Dalmatians is this victimized character who's taking revenge, which is kind of what it feels like Cruella wants us to see her as, an outsider who's taking revenge on the power structure. And if that's the story you want to tell, great, but maybe this isn't necessarily the right character for it. I'm totally going to keep an open mind. I'm ready to see it. I'm excited. I'm hella excited for it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm worried at the same time. Yeah, I think that Disney is doing this thing that they did with Maleficent where they're taking the villains and they're turning them into anti-heroes and they want to see how we make villains the star of a movie, right? That's like a, a theme that's going on right now, right? We mm -hmm. the, the heroes had their chance. We're going to tell the villain's story, right? And as you said, Logan, this one is, I feel like it, the, the character is not justifiable. Right, like, like Maleficent. Yeah, is, totally. She has an easy motivation. She wants to be a part of the kingdom. She wants to be a part of society. And society says to her, no, you are evil, despite the fact that you haven't done anything evil. We yeah. think that you're going to be evil. And so that abuses her. Oh, they take fine. her, they clip her wings, literally. That was so heartbreaking. Malef even, even in the original story, Maleficent says, fine, you want to see evil? I'll be evil. And that is a motivator for the movie of like, oh my gosh, this character who has been shunned by society is acting the way that society has told her she should act. That's justifiable. Cruella de Vil worries me. I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. And so I'm excited oh, yeah. to see <laughs> if they're able to, but I'm also a little concerned that I'm going to get to the end of the movie and be like, she still wanted to turn puppies into a coat. Like if we get to the end of the movie and it's like, oh yeah, I've been rooting for Corella and she succeeds in the end or something happens or whatever, I will still walk away and go, yeah, but I know in 10 years she's going to try and turn puppies into a coat. It doesn't matter all of the cool things she just did. She's going to try and turn puppies into a coat. That means the death of 101 puppies. Yeah. This is true. For a coat. Like, not for a, like, oh, she's trying to, like, stop a virus or, like, something weird or insane. She literally just wants a jacket. We'll see. Hey, it, it's cold outside. We all need a jacket. <laughs> here and there remind me <laughs> maybe, never to let you play with my dog when i get one maybe just not uh, well uh, if it's a dalmatian then please keep it away no i'm kidding i'm so kidding also i like how in the trailer it's like corella enters a party and immediately Dal dalmatians start growling at her it's just like, like they, no. it's that it's that tongue-in-cheek uh like humor and dark humor clearly that i think they're gonna go for i mean that's that's always kind of the interesting things with centering a movie around like the backstory of a villain because you already have the context of what they're gonna do um so yeah i'm very interested to see like how this movie ends maybe it just ends with her like looking at a dalmatian she looks at the camera and winks <laughs> cut to credit we'll see <laughs> it's not like they're gonna end the movie and she's gonna be vegan so <laughs> no she will not be um moving on from the world of uh killing dogs um we're gonna move on to the to the world of of killing my hopes and dreams of seeing a breath of the wild 2 trailer um, <laughs> we didn't get one from this most recent nintendo direct this it's 50 minute nintendo direct you know did you guys know that yesterday uh sunday february 21st 2021 was zelda's 35th anniversary I did not and i feel like nintendo didn't say a thing they didn't say a damn thing why why are you being that quiet? 
like yeah i think it's i mean (sighs) i've got a lot of problems with nintendo right now yeah so do so do i (laughs) i wish that in like they had announced breath of the wild 2 and in addition i wish that the game that was announced which is skyward sword hd for those of you who don't know we'll get into that um i wish that it was part of like a multi-pack deal like we got with mario this past year we got mario 64 mario sunshine and and mario galaxy as like a three game bundle for i don't know was it 69.99 or 79.99 either way it might have been 60 bucks honestly i I could have been 59.99 i don't know but either way it was like three games in one, remastered HD for the Switch. It was great. I wish they had done that with Zelda this year. And I'm baffled as to why they didn't. I think maybe they're like, I don't I don't know. No one has a Wii U anymore. So no one is playing the Star HD Twilight Princess, right? Yeah. Like people today want to play those old games you know nintendo you know how much we love zelda and the zelda franchise what are you doing i think that they're honestly saving breath of the wild 2 for when it's ready that's like fine i would rather that i feel like a lot of developers are probably learning from the catastrophic launch failure that was cyberpunk 2077 yep um but like yeah like, don't tease a game if it's not done. I, I totally get it. Like, they've they've teased Breath of the Wild too, but, like, don't put out a trailer if it's not done. Right. Respect. But give us something. It's the 35th yeah. anniversary. Yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. You know, it's like, if you look at the grand scheme of the Direct, we got so many things announced. We got uh, Pyra and Mithra joining Super Smash. We got Skyward Sword HD. We got the Skyward Sword-themed Joy-Con. Splatoon 3 was announced. Mario Golf Super Rush was announced. Project Triangle Strategy looked cool. Uh, Star Wars Hunters was announced for Nintendo Switch, even though it's going to be a free-to-play Zynga game. Fall Guys is coming. Uh, Like, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity Expansion Pass, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. Super Mario items are going to be in Animal Crossing. So many, they announced so many things, and yet it was underwhelming. Apex is coming to Switch. Uh, And I believe Samurai Warriors 5. I mean, a bunch more. I stopped early. I could, I could keep going. Sure. World's End Club looks cool, but like Legend of Mana remastered, Tales from the Borderlands, Capcom Arcade Stadium, Stubbs the Zombie. But like, again, so many things announced in a 50-minute direct, and it's just underwhelming. Yeah, I feel Nintendo's major problem, and I've felt it for the past couple of years, is they always feel like they're on their back foot. It always feels like they're making announcements that they should have made six months earlier. Like, particularly the two characters they're adding to Switch, to uh, Super Smash Bros, have been characters that have been asked for for, I think, like two years. People have been talking about wanting these characters in Super Smash Bros. And so now it's at the point that they announce it and everyone's just like, well, we wanted this two years ago, so it's less exciting. It's Nintendo consistently has the opposite problem, I think, of a lot of other developers, whereas other developers jump on the gun way too fast. Nintendo always pulls the trigger a little too slow. And so they end up in situations where people have lost their hype for whatever they were excited for. Like, even with Joker in Persona 5 being added to Super Smash Bros. when that happened. It felt like an announcement that people have been asking for for months and months and months that when it finally happened, everyone was like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of over it. 
by this point. It's no longer something that I really want. It's it's cool. Great, thanks, but I wanted this a year ago. Can pick up pick up the pace. And yeah. sure, Nintendo's a great company in terms of developing really cool video games, but I think they really need to work on holding on to the hype that they accumulate because they consistently drop the ball in terms of that despite the fact that they put out really good video games. Yeah. Also, for them to announce, and correct me if I'm wrong, the first Star Wars game to come to Switch, and for it to be, yeah, announced, there's a trailer, but I see no gameplay, so I can't really get excited for it or feel confident in that game. Also, please remind me of the developer for that game. Zynga? Mmm. Mmm. I'm really, really... For you to play mobile developer? Yeah, yeah. See? And so I, I'm really hoping this game is fun. I don't know what to expect, though. You know, like, I, I, I wish that they could announce, like, a super cool Star Wars game. But I feel like this is going to be, like, a free download trial, or I don't even know what to especially, expect. Especially on Switch, when you have the opportunity for motion controls in a Star Wars game... And, like, nothing against Star Wars Bounty Hunters, but you're going to give us a Star Wars Bounty Hunter game on a system that focuses on motion controls? Come on. It's, it's, and it's, it's the, the other disappointment, you know, I, I see conversation on Twitter being like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's the fans' fault for setting the hype up, uh, you know, putting, putting that, but it's like, where you know it's like you have nothing to base this hype on but it's like no we do it's the precedent that nintendo's already set because they have so many incredible first party games they have mario they have donkey kong they have paper mario they have zelda they have Star Fox. they have f-zero they have so many other games that i can't go up animal crossing so many games but i feel like rarely do they take advantage of all those first party games meanwhile you have you have sony who's already announced horizon forbidden west Gran Turismo 7, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, God of War sequel. Like, th th those four games alone are some of their, like, heavy-hitting first-party games, and they're all, for now, maybe with the exception of God of War, slated for this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, what incredible new first-party games do we have coming from Nintendo? Mario Golf? I'm sure that's going to be fun for some people. I know some people are very excited for Mario Golf, but, like, I don't think... It's Mario Tennis or Mario whatever, you know? There there was nothing in this Nintendo Direct that would make me buy a Switch. If I didn't already own a Switch, there was nothing in this conference that would make me go, there, I'm buying it. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, like you said, Jeremy, with, like, the first-party Sony games, if I saw Horizon get announced or God of War 2 or any of those games... I might be inclined to be like, it might be time to buy a PS5. Five. Well, at the same time, this is a uh, next-gen console year for Sony. And for the Switch, we're running on the fourth, fifth year of this console. I think fourth. I think even when we were in, like, PS4 years, we were still getting, like, God of War when it was originally brought back. Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man exclusives like, that, like, made you go, I want to buy that console. That's yeah. the whole point of the Nintendo Direct is, like, yeah, you're speaking to your fans already, but it's an opportunity to bring new people onto your console. And if you do a 50-minute com conference and I get to the end of it and go, those were all cool, but... Yeah. I don't need yeah. any of them. 
I mean, know. even even comparing this to year four of PlayStation 4, we had Gravity Rush 2. We had Yakuza 0. We had Neo. We had Horizon Zero Dawn. We had Nier Automata. We had Persona 5. Like, these are these are all incredible first-party games. And it's... it's I, I agree with you. It always feels like Nintendo's on their back foot. Yeah. However, however, shouts out to Nintendo for their 2017 lineup of Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, yeah. you know, Smash Ultimate... Mario Kart 8, like, these were great games that did come out in 2017. And everyone was excited for that lineup of, like, the new console, the new games. They just gotta keep them coming. Yeah. Yeah. Although, it seemed like after after Breath of the Wild and, like, and that year of great first-party Nintendo games that, like, just the hype train just went down. Mm. And then Animal Crossing brought it back up, but it's like Animal Crossing can only satisfy us for so long. And it came at the perfect time. Animal Crossing came at a perfect time. It really did. It also while you can't experience the outside world. In in reality, even despite that like experience the world outside while you can't go outside, Animal Crossing was gonna sell consoles. Like even yeah. if people hadn't been forced inside, Animal Crossing New Horizon was a game that would have made people go, I need to buy the Switch. That was the game that made me buy the Switch. That's the game that made me buy the Switch, was Animal Crossing New Horizon. And so if I now don't have any games that are like, like watching, I've I've already said it, but watching this direct, I would not go, I need that game, I have to buy this console. No. If I'm not already on the train, I'm not getting on it. And that's what you want from your big conference. You want people to get on the train. Yeah. And I, you know, I've been playing my sister's Switch, right? I don't take it out of the house. That's hers to keep. But, and I've been saying for years that I want my own and that I want to be able to play Animal Crossing and all these games on the go. But this conference didn't give me any reason to be like, now I really need the Switch. Like, yeah, you want to watch the conference and be like, okay, I'm doing it. Exactly. Sell us. Sell it to us, please. Yeah. Just update us. You yeah. gotta resell. Nintendo, step your game up, please. Please. From a loving fan. <laughs> From multiple um, fans. We all love Nintendo. Despite yeah. the errors that Nintendo's made in the past, I'm still a really big Nintendo fan. They're a beloved company. It's really, it's really crazy to think that that this company that was like around for like the real like inception and rise of video games in popular culture is still around and still doing well. Like Sega used to make used to make consoles and Atari used to make consoles, and now Sega is only a game developer, and I don't know what the heck Atari's doing. They're selling old Ataris. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah. Um, my thought was. I just lost it. Um, <laughs> my thought, come back. Uh, yeah, come back to me, please. Mm. Find find that thought. I believe in you. Find it. Find it. Like I've been finding temples in Breath of the Wild recently. I'm doing a lot of Breath of the yeah, Wild. My thought is that okay. So Nintendo has all this money to make a theme park in Japan, right? Uh huh. Which is an incredible happen. theme park. I was yeah. a part of promoting it. It looks great. It looks great. I wish I could go to Japan and experience it myself. But do you think that this lineup might be underwhelming because they've been reallocating their funds? Hmm. 
this past year and maybe they don't have the 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 engine power to get these games that we really want to see get them developed and so they're giving us a bunch of games that have already been developed by other companies and are now just being transitioned into switchland it's definitely possible it nintendo's problem reminds me a lot of uh konami's problem which is they consistently feel like they don't know what their fans want yeah our fans want Silent Hill, but you know what we're going to give you? A Metal Gear Solid 2 remake in a pachinko machine. Yeah, it's like, that's not that's not what we asked for. No one asked for that, period. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and, and I think on top of the reallocating of funds and time and focus toward the theme park, you know, it's it's also, it's also, we're coming fresh off, like, the craziest year for everyone i've you know it's it's interesting like the real the real pause the real lag in new games coming out isn't gonna it didn't happen in 2020 it's gonna happen after because that's a whole that's a whole year of development just kind of like stuffed to the bottom of the bin so now now especially in game development which takes so much more time than than a movie production or a film production or music production can take game development takes years and such a team working together like in tandem like game development takes years game development takes power and you know i'm i'm sure these game devs have found ways to 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 you know bring their super powered pcs back home and continue working on it you know Games were still released in the midst of a pandemic. There's, there's, uh, there's. I've heard that there's an incredible documentary about how the makers of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War were able to ship it from home, and it's really crazy to think that you know that this is this this is our state of the world that we've gone from going into going from these offices where everyone can work together, can synergize, where all the all the resources are, to it all just being spread out. You know, and we don't know. Some people might have moved from other states, moved from other countries to work for these places, and now they have to go back home and work there. Um, I don't, you know, and we're, we're tough on Nintendo. Fans are tough on Nintendo because we love Nintendo. We love the joy that it brings us. It's constant family fun and also, like, hardcore gamers. Like, newbies and old heads can enjoy Breath of the Wild all the same. Yeah. We just want you to do better, Nintendo. Nintendo, we know how good you can be. That's why we hold you to a high standard. Exactly. It's because we love you. Speaking of things we love, uh, Jacob, what have you been watching recently? What have you been consuming recently? Oh, Jeremy, I'm glad you asked. Oh, tell me. Well, I've, you know, as I've said the past three weeks, I've been enjoying WandaVision. I've been enjoying (sighs) Servant Season 2. I need to catch up on both of them. I am yes, one of them. Um, but I will probably enjoy that today at some point. Um, what else have I been enjoying? The Muppet Show is now on Disney Plus. All those throwbacks from you know the seventies, I believe, is the decade. Um, and Will 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 text us if if we're wrong. Yeah, he'll text us. <laughs> but, um, I will say that seasons one, two, and three have always been available for purchasing but seasons four and five it this is the first time that big muppet fans have seen 
season four and five for a long time because of some uh, network dispute over who owned the seasons. Um, but now it's available to watch, and it's honestly, it was so nice this weekend. Like, I woke up early, had some breakfast, and put on The Muppet Show, and it was, I mean, the vibes were immaculate. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Um, some fun, celebrity cameos, talking puppets. Yeah, I also saw this, um, oh man, I can't remember the title of it now, but um, it's this movie on Disney Plus that was just uh, released. Oh, about, uh, Flora, Flora and... Yeah, Flora and Ulysses. That one. Yeah. It was good. Oh, did you watch it? Yeah, can you give me a quick synopsis? Because I don't, I don't know what it's about. Basically, a girl with divorced parents uh, finds a squirrel and resuscitates him, and the squirrel wakes up with superpowers. And, and this girl keeps this superpower squirrel a secret until he can't be kept a secret and ulysses saves the day it's uh it was a great great movie um and yeah uh, that's what i'll say about that i think that it could have done better with a little bit more representation um it's uh it's kind of white no lie but still enjoyed enjoyed myself had a good time is the squirrel voice acted? Nope. No, 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 no. Huh, Don't interesting. It. It's just a squirrel. Okay. And uh, also, uh, recently, I watched um, the movie Bean. The, like the first Mr. Bean movie. Oh, okay. That's Loved what I thought it. it was. So funny. And um, also then, after that, watched Mr. Bean's Holiday, which was also just as funny. Um, nice I, little bean night. Yeah, I love Rowan Atkinson. He is a, a great comedian. Uh, yeah very funny actor and i've got mad respect um yeah that's what i've been enjoying what about you guys what's up logan uh sure uh wandavision my favorite show on television right now um also just for the nostalgia uh before bed i've been turning on iCarly, uh which is now the first three seasons are on netflix despite the fact that they say the first two seasons it's actually the first three um what else? Uh, for Valentine's Day, uh, my mom and I sat down and watched the 2005 version of Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley. It is a stacked cast in that movie, and I had no idea, and I absolutely loved it. I'm a hopeless romantic. Anyone who knows me knows that, so, like, it was the perfect movie for me. Um, Matthew McFadden, who is also known for playing Tom on uh, Succession, is in it. He's fantastic in a completely different role. Um, Rosemary Pike right? is in it. It's crazy good. It's a really great film, really well shot. There's one shot uh, where two characters are just staring at each other and you just see the sun like peek over the trees in the background. And as a filmmaker, all I thought was like, the director just sat there and went, I really hope we got it. Cause if we didn't, we are never getting that ever again. It's like stare uh, at each other until the sun rises, go. It's not even that. It's like they do a whole scene and then look at each other and the sun appears. And it's like, if you guys, if one thing went wrong in that take, as a director, I would be so mad because it's just this perfect, beautiful image of like the sun peeking over the trees and hitting their faces. And I was just like that, that is filmmaking right there is like finding the moment and just being like, we got it. It's done. That's it. We got it. Um, haven't gotten to keep watching Servant, even though I really want to because it's really good. But I have been watching Hunters on Amazon with Logan Lerman and Al Pacino, 
really, really good. Really yeah. dark. I warn anybody who's going to tune into that show. It's super, super dark. It's about hunting Nazis. Yeah. It's a, If you like Inglorious Bastards, I don't know how much you're going to like Hunters. Hunt, oh. Where Inglorious Bastards is like, let's let's celebrate. I want Nazi scalps. Hunters is like, no, we're doing this for fucking justice. This is about, this is not about death. This is about proving that we belong here. And it's like, it's re a real dark look at like, what happens when we allow things like this to happen and we don't hold people responsible. Uh, and I think it's definitely worth the watch. Uh, a second warning, they do make things up about the Holocaust. I'm, they, people have had controversy about it. People have said like, Nazis already did horrible things. Why are you making up more horrible things that they didn't actually do? Which I totally understand. The script is written by the son of a Holocaust survivor. Um, so I do have respect in terms of that for how he desired to tell this story. Um, but if you're looking for an 100% accurate depiction of World War II and the Holocaust, you are not going to find it in Hunters. Is Hunters based or inspired by true events? Uh, it's inspired by true events uh, based on the fact that the United States government did actually bring Nazis to the United States and give them new lives after World War II. Uh, that was something that actually happened. Um, but the whole hunting Nazis and like rooting out corruption, uh, I don't believe that happened, but I might be wrong. Um... Tune in if you want a kind of darker show. My mom and I are only able to watch like one episode at a time because we get to the end of the episode and we're just like, that was a lot. Um, but I definitely think it's worth checking out. Um, trying to think if there's anything coming out this week that I want to see. Um, no, but there is something that I have recommended in the past that uh, I am going to throw over to Jeremy because I know he watched. Uh, watch Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, especially I... with the new information that just came out about the Malcolm X assassination, Judas and the Black Messiah just became so much more relevant. Relevant? Relevant. Relevant. Thank you. <laughs> um, watch that movie. It's very important, especially right now, to tell that story of what happened to Fred Hampton. Uh, now that the FBI is getting exposed for doing that multiple times with multiple civil rights leaders, it's something we need to investigate and need to continue looking into. Jeremy, what did you think of that movie? Oh my gosh. First off, fuck the Golden Globes. <laughs> that movie should have been hell. That cinematography, immaculate. Ooh. Score? Ugh. Beautiful. Acting. Oh my gosh. I Daniel Kalu Kaluuya really loses himself to that role. Uh, not not maybe not loses. Loses is, I don't think is the right term. He gives himself over to that role because he that's just such a transformation in like vocal dialect and just in in every aspect of it i really like like i i i wasn't there but it like felt accurate i love how the film starts with like reels of like real footage and stuff like that i like how sometimes real footage is interspersed i i i, I, li I like this concept of these hybrid um documentary biopic movies we saw with with bombshell where they interspersed real life footage with the recreated uh acting of it and i love that they do it again in judas and the black messiah uh special shout out to dominique thorne oh my gosh um legend without without spoiling there's a scene where dominique thorne just has the upper hand on lakeith stanfield and i was just like yes i, I was kind of rooting for her i kind of wanted her to just like 
shoot him in that moment, to be honest, just for, just for Dominique. Um, the Keith Stanfield is, we, we already knew he was an incredible actor and he just continues to prove himself. Same thing with Daniel Kaluuya, same thing with Dominique Fishback. There's just, there's, there's so many great moments in this movie. And just like Logan said, it's hella important. It's hella relevant. I told I told my mom after after this movie ended, I was like, you see, you see how we look back, you see how we watch this movie, and even even through the chaos, we can understand who are the heroes and who are the villains. Same thing with movies like Malcolm X. This is this is how we're gonna look back on these times. Yeah. You know? Same thing and even even similar to like the Rodney King quote unquote riots. You know, even through the chaos, we can understand what was done. We can see the heroes and the villains in that story. And I think Judas and the Black Messiah is highly relevant to today. And I, it's, 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 it's just an incredible movie all around. I highly recommend everyone to see it uh, before it gets taken off HBO Max whenever that happens. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty sad. It's pretty intense. So after Judas and the Black Messiah, I had to lift up my spirits. Um, I am watching this new, the newest season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, it's complete fire. Every queen is so fucking talented. Ta it's like it's really like all star levels of talent. Where it's like when when the judges are critiquing them, it's on the smallest details because that's how stacked and how powerful this cast is. It's like it's like yeah, everything was great, but you know what? Like you were a little flat on that note, so you're in the bottom. <laughs> it's an it's intense and this this past week just played with my emotions um it was it was like two two of my favorite queens in the bottom and i'm not gonna say what happens but if rupaul's drag race has always just kind of been a light in my life um so i recommend that um as i said earlier in the cast i've gotten back into breath of the wild i finally beat the last divine beast um now i've just been kind of Going, I feel like, you know, and now the next level, the next mission is, like, defeat Ganon. And I'm like, well, that's the end of the game. So I, I don't feel like I'm powerful enough at all. Um, so I've just kind of been, like, looking at the map and finding points of interest and going to explore them. I visited, like, two or three of the big maze sections. Um, and I've totally cheesed them because I've just, like, flown to the top and, like, found my way after that. Um, <laughs> but it's, like, great that I can, that, like, Breath of the Wild allows me to do that. Breath of the Wild is such an amazing example of like problem solving and there's so many there's so many ways you can just defeat one enemy. Some of them don't even involve taking out a sword. Um it's great and this is why we love you Nintendo and this is why we're so hard on you. Um I've also been playing uh No More Heroes which was originally re released on the Nintendo Wii. Um I got inspired after this most recent Nintendo Direct uh where they showed a new trailer for No More Heroes 3. Uh, no More Heroes always kind of uh, interested me, but like when it came out, I was like too young to play it. Um, it's basically about this guy called Travis Touchdown, who's in the city of Santa Destroy, um, and he's approached by some some French lady whose name I I don't I don't even know if it's even mentioned. Um, and he climbs the ranks of the UAA, which I believe is the uh, the like United Assassins Association. Um, he's just climbing up the rings. He's he's killing assassins. There's cool sword game. He basically has a lightsaber. Like it's hella cool. Um, it's it's fun. And even even like my dad has got has like sat down and watched me play it. 
Um, it's super silly. It's a Suda 51 game. It's Grasshopper Manufacturers. So it's super silly and just, uh, you know, the gameplay is super fun. It's open world. It's action combat. Um, it's a great time all around. Uh, I also uh, started playing Black Desert, which is a uh, MMORPG. Um, really fun stuff. Uh, Logan, I know we had a fun time in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, kind of similar vibes, but instead of it being a lot, it's the, the action is a lot more faster. It kind of feels like, um, uh, kind of feels a little Kingdom Heartsy at times. Uh, kind of feels a little like Final Fantasy XV at times. It's a lot, it's a lot faster. There's combos. Feels a little Tekken-y with the combos. Um, it's a, it's a great time. Um, and as I look at my collection, I feel like that's it. I'm probably doing more, but yeah, I, I remembered things as you started talking, uh, that I just want to throw in really quick. Um, Binding of Isaac, incredible game, been playing back through that. Uh, very interesting story, super dark. Um, and, uh, I picked up the Assassin's Creed Legacy collection. Oh, that's the other game that I've been yeah, playing. Yeah, it's six Assassin's Creed games all smacked into one. Uh, I started Assassin's Creed Unity, which was the last, the game after the last one that I played, because the last one I played was Black Flag. I've been playing through that with Jeremy. Because um, it's the only Assassin's Creed game with co-op. Yeah, so it's we've been, been a lot of fun. We've really enjoyed we've been it. assassinating together, you know, causing, yeah. some, causing some ruckus around, around Paris. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's been fun. Uh, that's what the two of us have been consuming. Cool. Yeah. That that seems like that's all from the uh, Black Wolves podcast. Uh, the Howlcast, the the Black Wolves. Howlcast, uh, yeah. I'm 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 your untrustworthy host, Jeremy Suarez. I'm Jacob Wade, and I'm Logan Riley Bruner. And uh, Dinkalee Dinkaloo, we wish you a wonderful afternoon. Bye. Mwah.